Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is the It's Not Hard podcast. Today, you are joining me as I work. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. You're going to hear some clickety clacks while I'm on my my computadora. It's going to be hopefully a little bit better than the the one time I did this while I was drawing. Uh, should I do that? Or should I just do the whole head? I have to do this. I have to do this masking thing for my super secret project, and I don't know how it's gonna go, and I'm kinda worried. Already, I'm already worried. So I know I've been away for a while, and and that's not for the lack of me trying to record. There have just been a lot of things getting in the way. And as I mentioned in the last in my last recording, that sometimes the project is gonna have to take priority, and so this is kind of what I what I'm talking about, where you know I I mean I, I guess that's the nature of of creative projects. You think that there's a that there that there's gonna be. A hill and once you pass that hill everything's gonna be easy peasy but then you realize oh shit the hill just keeps going so that's the sort of predicament I, I'm having right now I would like to see another hill sometime soon but right now I'm just running into problems that I haven't had to deal with in the past something odd years or ever some of these are Brands making new problems, and you know that's not a bad thing. I don't think new problems means new opportunities to learn and grow. You know, this is gonna be so bad. This is gonna be so bad. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Anyway, so topics, topics. I have a lot of topics, even though I haven't been recording. I haven't stopped thinking about things I want to complain about. Uh, first on the chopping block is Snapchat. I don't know who's in charge of curating content for Snapchat, but they need to be fired because Snapchat content is the worst. It's 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 bottom of the barrel bad. Uh, quick disclaimer: I don't actually want anyone to lose their job. It's just it's so bad. It's so boring. I think they kind of paint themselves in the hole because they they have to. They have to buy or license their content. It's not it's not native like Instagram or TikTok. They have to buy their own content and the the content that they buy or license sucks. And it's incred incredibly deceptive. And it's incre incredibly deceptive, but I will I will give Snapchat this. They are very good at clickbait. Because I have been swindled into into sitting through five minutes of vapid nothingness on Snapchat just because the title was interesting. So I will so I will give Snapchat that Snapchat. You have very very good clickbait titles. You have very very interesting topics. I'm not just talking about hot girls or whatever cochinos. Like there was this one story about a a uh, tribe in India that uh. Are all cannibals and the thumb and the thumbnail was was killer so i thought yeah i'll, I'll give it a shot how, how bad could it be it wasn't bad 
it was one of those cases where it wasn't bad, but it also was not a good, but it was also not a good way to waste my time. It's just Snapchat. You're just not worth wasting time on. I'm sorry. I don't know how I I don't know how else to say it. Just cause just cause you got David Dobrik and you got whoever the fuck else is on your payroll and all the all the 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 bikini girls doesn't mean it's gonna hold my attention. And you know I don't know what the solution is. Um, I don't really think your platform allows for organic user generated content because it you're it's essentially you're essentially whatsapp you're essentially just an alternative messaging platform so why would i why would i want why would i ever want to come to you for for curated content you know i'm 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 only coming to your platform so i could message people and if that i i i literally only contact one one dude on Snapchat. Um, it's my boyfriend. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, it's this guy I go to locals with. Really cool, really cool dude. He topped in tag duels, and you know, you know what? I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud that he's topped. You know, he's been in the game for a long time, and he's he's got he's got some chops. He's helped he's helped me out as as a duelist. Um, but that tournament was bullshit. Okay. I, I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm let me be salty. I'm gonna be salty. So for those of you that don't know, tag duels, Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag duels is a game format where, uh, it's a 2v2. Now, how does that work? Um, it depends. It depends. It, it go. I'm not going to get into how tag duels is played, but unless you have a killer a killer deck you're gonna have to look to your to your teammate and pray pray he has an out to whatever is giving you a problem on board and in the first match he and i he and i paired up and you know what i carried us that game i carried us there's there was there's no debate he was he was even sweat he was already sweating he was sweating because we we had like Okay, so okay, so in tag duels you start with uh, sixteen thousand life points versus the standard eight thousand, and with DDDs, you know you kind of burn through a good chunk of your life points, especially if you're running Piri Rays, which halves your life points. So by the time we had uh, one full round around the table, uh, we were already at like seven thousand. No, we were already at six thousand life points versus. Uh, like fifteen thousand. Because funny enough, in our in our first game, one of our opponents was was playing a life gain deck. But you know what? I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried. All right, I had two nibs. I knew we had this game in the bag. You know how I knew? Because when it came back to my teammate, because he went first, um. Our opponents had literally nothing on board. Because I had it in the bag. Game two, it was another pretty easy match. Um, We were facing up against 
these guys who had less conventional decks, more on the casual side of Rogue. Um, and my and and my teammate because at at our at our locals, I don't know how I don't know how they do it at other locals, but at our locals, all the teams all the teams are randomized every new round. So for game two, uh, I had a new teammate. It wasn't my it wasn't my buddy, and the two casual players that we went up against. I mean they they had some well one of them had some good stuff. Uh, the other player. He unfortunately uh, did not. He unfortunately was not able to do anything. I mean, you hate to see it. I mean, at least I do. I I don't. I don't like seeing. I don't like seeing people get uh, demoralized playing the game because Yu-Gi-Oh is such a is such a fun game. Uh, there is there is a curve to it, um, and there is. I mean, and you do have to get used to um well the meta and he wasn't playing a good deck or or a well-built deck so he basically did nothing all game and uh afterwards you know one one of the, one of the good things about uh doing tag duels is that it's very it it can be very casual where you know there's no there's really no stress everyone everyone's Everyone's in the uh, in the mindset that this is like an like a, an easy day. You don't try to be a tryhard in tag duels. I mean, you can. There are some people. There are a couple people that do just want to win, and that's that's totally fine too. But it's a very relaxed uh, tournament when when we when we have tag duels. Um, but yeah, so at the end of our game. The guy that was playing the not well optimized deck, we'll say, he he offhandedly said that he is the most unlucky uh, player ever. He actually quit Yu-Gi-Oh for a time because of just how how terrible his his luck was. And wouldn't you know it, he was my next teammate going up against my buddy. And my previous teammate. So my teammates from the first two games were now my opponents. And I was paired with a guy who just finished telling me that he has the worst luck in the game. So that duel went as well as you would think. And I took fourth place, which is not bad. You know, I haven't, I haven't really been in fourth place too much. Um, so I can't complain, but I mean, it, I could have been number one. I literally could have been number one and that's, that's, and that's what hurts, but you know, but you know what, buddy, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. You deserve it. You played a, you played a really good deck. If you ever hear this, you played a really good deck. You played optimally, but I carried you game one. So moving on to the next topic, one of the things that I've been doing while I try to finish this fucking thing, this this project of mine, I have been watching some TV shows, which I don't, which I seldom ever do, 
I'm I'm just more of a of a movie guy. But since I've been having to do a lot of uh, desk work, I don't like putting movies in the background unless I've already seen them and I'm already familiar with them. So I decided I'll just put on a TV show because the TV shows are kind of are kind of built to take their time with things so they so they meander a little bit um and you're able to and you're able to not pay attention for a little bit tv shows are 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 pretty good at um catching you up so the two shows i'm going to be talking about yes two shows if you couldn't already tell based on the Oh, there you are. Nope. Shit. So if you couldn't already tell based on the title of today's episode, it is Only Murders in the Building and the Bear. Both are on Hulu. This is not a sponsor thing. I don't know if I have to say that, but I'm that this the it's the YouTube thing, I guess. So Only Murders in the Building. So the show is about Three tenants who investigate the mysterious death of one of their neighbors, and they decide to make a podcast out of it. It stars Martin Short and Steve Martin, two comedy legends, two of the three amigos, and Selena Gomez. Now, I love me some Steve Martin and Martin Short. And, I mean, I haven't really seen Selena Gomez in anything other than Wizards of Waverly Place. Which was a banger of a show, I tell you what. Steve Martin plays this uh, this sort of Silver Age, washed up TV actor with a cult classic TV sh- with a cult classic show. Martin Short plays a disgraced theater director, and then Selena Gomez is just a millennial. That's basically her character. She's She's a millennial. She draws, but but in but in terms of her 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 daily life, she is just a millennial. And that and that actually and that kind of leads to one of my biggest problems with the show. It re- it relies heavily on comparing the two generations present in the show. So much so that jokes about pop culture and Modern day technologies are the bread and butter of the show, especially when it comes to Martin and Steve. A lot of a lot of their jokes are just vehicles to remind the audience that old people don't get modern day technology. Like they don't even know how to text right. And then for Selena Gomez, pretty much all of her jokes are just rolling her eyes and saying, oh my God, these guys are so old. Her character is literally just entitled millennial. She doesn't even own the apartment that she's staying in. Her aunt owns it and she just lives there rent free. Now with that said, I would say that season one is still enjoyable. The mystery is is very compelling the characters while not everyone is a home run every character has their own thing they're all very much involved in the whole story 
literally every character that you run into is going to show up again and may possibly play some role in the development of solving the case. But if I could say another couple of negative things about the show, it feels very corporate. It looks like a big budget TV show. It feels like a big budget TV show. And that's kind of the problem. It, it also doesn't help. The whole podcast thing doesn't help it either. Certain things feel kind of, well, not shoehorned, but the show feels inorganic. Now, the next show I want to talk about is The Bear. The Bear is the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to style. If only murders in the building is is corporate, The Bear is underground. It's, it's gritty, it's dirty, it's grimy. The show is about a top-tier chef, the best in the nation, comes back to this shitty sandwich shop in Chicago after his brother kills himself. So with that premise alone, you can already tell it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of drama. It's a lot of unresolved issues. It's a lot of dealing with death and regret. And that's just what the characters have to deal with personally. The main character, the industry the industry chef is trying to save his brother's shitty sandwich shop. But he only knows one way to run a restaurant, and that's operating at the highest level possible, which ultimately breeds conflict because all the staff there are so used to one way of doing things. They don't believe in all this New York bullshit. No, they've been running this shop the same way for years on end, and you know what? It's been going along fine. I I implore you, watch this show. It is so good. It's so intense. It's like if you if you've ever seen Whiplash, that's every episode. There's only one in season now. It's like I think ten episodes long, and they had probably the best season finale ending I've ever seen. It's just chef's kiss, pun intended. Now, now if I could just bring up my super secret project again, we were checking out music, and I don't know what this does. I don't think I don't think that does anything. Yeah, so we were check we were checking out music, trying to see what could work. I was checking out some different genres because I I had my own idea for 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 some of the music, but I I couldn't quite put put my finger on it. the 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 director is more musically inclined, so yeah, I tried looking up some different genres and I landed on folk. Now we're not doing folk. But I was thinking about some older folk songs, and I and and so I and so I went and checked out, you know, some more modern folk music, and I think folk music might be the most pretentious genre ever. I I found this 2021 folk music compilation. And I listened to maybe four songs straight, and they all sounded exactly the same. And I initially thought that was that was a mistake, and so I started hopping around the playlist. And sure enough, every every song on that playlist started with like it started with that same chord. The singer was some breathy white chick, and they all had the lamest 
lyrics I've ever heard. Some of these lyrics didn't make any sense. It's it's like the genre soppy teens play when they graduate from the ukulele. The, like these kids are like the flip side of emo. When I listen to music, I don't just take in the beat. I don't just take in the lyrics. I like to visualize a, a movie scene to go along with the with the song and like the the only movies that I can see are shitty coming of age teen movies where they don't bother coloring the footage. It's just raw footage. Invertler. And with that, I'm going to end this episode of the It's Not Hard podcast. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I promise that I will have another episode up next week and I will get back into the rhythm of things. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and goodbye.